0: Welcome to The Cherry Picker, the horror movie podcast where we like to kill people, but not really. I'm your host, Zach Cherry, and with me as always... Oh shit, I had a quote and I don't remember what it was. Oh, I love that quote. I love that part of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wrote
1: something down. I can't even find it now. I thought you were just going to start singing
0: Titanium.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it well enough, but I was gonna. I, I was, I had one, down,
0: but I won't. Fall. I'll just, I'll just
1: say, I just like this one. But behavioral issues are linked to high IQs. So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie of edward's
0: Truth. Great. <laughs> and today we're talking about mm, three gun Ma- or I'm Megan. Yeah. I'm three If, if Scream 4 can be Scroforum. And mm-hmm. seven can be se seven n, S- <laughs> and thirteen <laughs> ghosts can be their thirteen n ghosts. Then, then Megan yeah. can be oom three again. three
1: again, absolutely. Unthrigan,
0: yeah, uh, I, I, I back <laughs> you up on this one hundred percent. Thank you. You have my support. And this uh, new release, obviously, it was January sixth, two thousand and twenty-three. <clears throat> this is our yeah. first new release of 2023. So, we have both seen right. it. We both mm-hmm. we both have opinions that we don't know about. You did the the typical <laughs> Instagram post wow thing that yeah. could mean anything. So, I I'm I'm very curious. Please open the floor. What did you think of Intrigan?
1: Um ultimately, nutshell, um I think it succeeded at pretty much everything that it set out to do i didn't feel it you know breaking any particular new ground in the genre or even the doll horror subgenre but um uh, uh, but i was pleasantly surprised and i would definitely recommend it to people uh so that's my nutshell how
0: about you a uh, great nutshell yeah i i actually i agree <laughs> um because this did exceed my expectations. Um, yeah. it, I think what I l- really liked about it is that it had a lot of camp. Like, the camp factor was mm-hmm. high with this one. And I did not expect that. I was more so thinking it was just going to be a, b- another by-the-numbers uh, killer doll mm-hmm. movie. But it really sure. kind of, like, this was hilarious. Like, I I was laughing a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, the, the king of, like, seeing a movie and not having any sort of emotional response. I just kind of sit there very stoically and like constantly there was just things that, I mean, I like to think that they were unintentional, but I feel like a lot of it was intentional, but it still worked really well. Um, Uh The, I will say that I, I feel that this movie held back quite a bit and I'm not just like talking specifically about the fact that it's PG 13. Like we will get to that, but not not even sure. so much the the lack of bloodletting, but more so just, like, the actual story content and, you know, how far things could have gone. I, I feel like they held back. Mm. Uh, but I think the biggest thing, like, what's the most baffling to me? Because I think this movie's okay. Like, it's, yeah, I would recommend mm-hmm. it. I Like, I don't think that it should be any higher. Like, my score for it on Letterboxd is 3.5. I think that's perfectly generous for it. But the fact okay. that this has a tomato meter uh, percentage of 95 is astonishing to me. <laughs> that is, like, <laughs> I I question. I mean, like, I'm not. Obviously, the way Rotten Tomatoes works, it's not the same as, like, what an IMDB score is. Or mm-hmm. I don't know how Metacritic works. So I, I wouldn't even, like, get into that. But it's just, like, you know, the, how many critics liked it versus how many didn't. And it's just, it, it it's just baffling to me that a movie like this, that is so basic uh, and simple and not breaking any new ground is like, has a better score than arguably like any, what's, what was your favorite horror movie that came out last year? For instance, if you can think of it. Oh, off if you
1: with your favorites and everything, but I mean like, okay. I like, Oh, uh, let's just say uh, uh, pearls up there. Pearl X is up there. Any a 24, like release yeah. I have a feeling would have a lower
0: tomato score X, than that X has 94% <laughs> so that has 1%, oh, okay. less well, than, 1% less than um than three again Pearl M3gan? has Pearl has 91% so by critic standards like if we're going by Rotten Tomato math Megan oh is a God. better movie than Pearl and X and probably Scream uh Five. I'm, Probably. I'm assuming, yeah. Like, let me see what that that got. Seventy six percent. So it's just. I don't think that this that Megan is better than any of those. So it's just it's just funny to see like when the critics kind of make allowances for certain things and when they're you know mm-hmm. more critical.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, also that's that tomato meter, re- you know, rating and everything like that is so incredibly laced in with other things like is a, is a review, you know, perceived to be mostly positive or mostly negative. (laughs) What if it's mixed? How do you determine that it's you know, a rotten or that it's a fresh. So, I mean, that whole thing is, you know, completely subjective, but, um, I, I, it, it does in a sense, like make sense, make sense to me though, that even the two higher ranking horror movies (laughs) on the tomato meter, um, of 2022, um, are just below this one. I th- this does make. I can see where this would invite that whole controverse and the you know the normies who don't, you know who aren't entrenched in the genre of horror who yeah. just kind of like. What you know? What are we seeing this weekend? Oh, a horror movie! And then they go, <laughs> get their popcorn, and they get their soda, and they're on their phone through the trailers. And then once it starts, you know, yeah. they just—it's <laughs> a good popcorn movie. Like, I mean, it makes yeah. sense that like the masses, I think, would have a, a, a more positive response as yeah. opposed to maybe more niche
0: perspectives like yours and mine. I definitely feel like this is more of a comedy than, than straight up <laughs> horror. Um, just, just given the camp camp value of it.
1: I would never want to sell it on that to anybody just because I wouldn't want to spoil the fact. Because I think the second you tell someone that before they go in, they're expecting it to be like so funny. And then the parts that are funny, they're going to be funny. But I think what I liked about it, uh, uh, coupled with the humor, is the fact that it's also a lot of my laughter came out of response to knowing Mthrigan and knowing who's saying the wrong thing to her, who's behaving the wrong way in front of her and who's going to get punished. There were so many moments where she would just kind of turn her head and watch someone. And I'd be like, Oh, 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 oh this person's in trouble. I am, And I mean, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I think my I favorite was the
0: kind of like the death glare that she gives the neighbor after like the dog has kind of roughed her up a little. Mm. And she's got like, like she looks like she just w- crawled back home from a one night stand uh in in the in the bush you know she's got little little bits of leaf in her hair and it just like it's all like <laughs> uh frizzy she she was really giving me like mary kate olsen oh, and yeah. i mean not yeah. just that but and like, not ashley just just specifically we'll say mary kate <laughs> okay okay i got yeah. mary kate maybe if they're, if two, that's actually. the sequel there will be two of them together and then and then it, it'll be three guns. <laughs> Actually can we like just a, can we that, just talk about this right yes. now? Of just like what if if this does go on to be a franchise like what are the sequels called? Cuz I saw a few funny ones online and I think my favorite was uh-huh. um 3 again. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of again, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. I think that's yeah. sweet.
0: Um, yeah, I can't. Because for all in, be like spot. for all intents and purposes, like if this if they were doing like the Scroforem route, this would be the third movie by making the yeah. the e a three. I mean, I mean, like I'm just looking at it right now. It doesn't look like a three. It's just like the three lines. But if you go on IMDb, this mm-hmm. movie is literally listed as M3GAN. Yes. So that's that's why mm-hmm. I call it m 3 again.
1: Well, because it stands for. I wrote it down. I can't find that either. I can't find anything. But um oh yeah, Model Three. So there is a three there. Yeah. Generative Android. So the A N even is kind of a cheat because it's and stands for Android. Yeah. But um yeah, Model Three Generative Android is what what her real name is, Megan for sure. That was another thing. I just there were so many great moments that could have been. This is why the movie I think is successful. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, on one hand, is that they have a very unsympathetic heroine at the helm of it with Alison Williams' character, Gemma, who I don't find myself necessarily... It's not like I'm not rooting for her, but I am having a really good time judging the shit out of everything she's getting wrong by acquiring this child. I'm like, I don't know shit about raising children but i can watch her and cross my arms and go that ain't the way to do it honey like if you don't want her touching your collectibles maybe have some toys waiting for her i mean what do you think she's gonna see when she sees like this one shelf of collectible collectibles like sitting there that are not to be touched and are not to be played with she's a kid she's gonna want to play with them so give her something to divert her attention honestly play
0: with your shit i hated the kid too (laughs) yeah oh you did yeah katie (laughs) Katie? I don't know they were both Uh like that's the thing like this is I see like a lot of um, comparisons to child's play Um, Mm. of just like you know like uh, Andy and Karen the the mom and I just feel that like it what works so well in child's play is that you know we really have a sense of uh, of these who these people are and they feel like real people and we care about them like Mm -hmm. we can see their their suffering whereas here it's just kind of like it's so on the nose. Like, everything is... It, it's basically presented there. Like, the kid got into a car accident where the parents died, and now we're... Like, the tragedy was all kind of, like, sensationalized in a way. Whereas in in Child's Play... And I don't want this to be a thing of, like, uh, Megan versus Chucky, but just, like, in Child's Play, <laughs> we talked about that in that episode, where we don't really have... Like, there's a whole scene where... um where Andy has a conversation with, I forget if it was like Chucky or his mom, it was just something about like daddy in heaven or like he talked to Chucky about, Mm -hmm. or like, I think it was like, Chucky said that daddy sent him from heaven or something like that. that That's just like so deep for what that movie is of just like whatever tragedy that that this family has suffered, which has never really like, on the surface but it's there you know that there's there's obviously issues like this this woman is struggling to support and raise her son working in at this shitty job uh and we don't really get that here it's just it's just kind of like all right it's a funny it's it's like one of those like what's the kate hudson movie where her sister dies and then she inherits the kids I'm pretty sure it's Kate I Hudson. I don't know what the movie is called, but that sounds very familiar. Like, that does exist. And it's just like, let's do that, but like a horror movie. And that's kind of, you know, where, like, the the cool aunt has to learn how to... Like, this is the, the thing that's going to change her life. But none of that happened. It was just... It was so incidental that, like, for, like the movie could have literally just been... Like they didn't even have to kill the parents. They could have been like, oh, our parents are on vacation in Europe. So you're watching Katie for for a month or whatever. And she's like, hey, I wanna try this prototype out on the doll. Cause I don't feel that like other than the scene where they're demonstrating the doll and the people are watching, and and mm-hmm. that and she's like, I miss my parents. Like, that's really all the only time that it comes up.
1: Well, she has I mean, she has a full breakdown. Like, she's supposed to be there performing you know, yeah. for her aunt to like sell this android and inadvertently does a really successful job at it. Um, plus, we didn't mm-hmm. do a premise or anything like that. You cool? Do you want to do a premise? I didn't. I didn't write one. I just, I was just going to read like one that the that was provided by the movie. Do you want me to do the premise? Because go for it,
0: Megan. Go see it. There, <laughs> there you go. Okay,
1: sweet <laughs> Megan. Um, but. Because um, one thing that I got from uh, 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 the – the, the I, I felt like the fact that the parents weren't kind of more of a part of it was the whole point, was the mm. fact that there was this negligent <laughs> aunt uh, or neglectful – I don't know yeah. if negligent is the word or if it's even a word, but neglectful aunt who um, – if she would only kind of like make Katie the center of her world for more than 15 minutes yeah. – and really kind of, like, focus on her. What does she need? What is she craving? Keep in touch with this therapist uh, who Katie has, who's assessing whether she's going to stay with you or the crazy parents in Florida. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Do we know I that just, the
0: parents are crazy, though? It just... There's just sort of thing like, Look. She just...
1: All she says is that she's like, so, but they're from Florida, so, like, we're supposed to fill in the blanks. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: If it's Florida, you know, that's where all the crazy shit happens. <laughs> I just cause I, I, mean, got I a just sense, watched Wild um, Things. I mean, but... like, because if I were talking about, like, that Kate Hudson movie. Someone please, in the comments, like, what is this movie I'm thinking of? That movie, I'm sure that there was an arc for the character where, you know, she, she turns her life around. Where I feel like nothing in the movie, in terms of Gemma, like, she, she doesn't really have an arc. I don't feel that there's any, like, anything's really different from where it starts to where it finishes. <laughs> other than the fact that... You probably don't have a, you you definitely don't have a job anymore and you're probably going to get sued and go to jail for, for all the, the death and destruction that your, (laughs) that your prototype caused. I hope so. Yeah. That's, that's the only way I see. Like, let me just put it this way. If they do a continuation, I don't need to see where Gemma or Katie ends up. Like, I hope that it's like new new characters that's why like i feel like it's different from child's play where you have the the continuity of andy because i think that he's important whereas i don't think that gemma or katie really mean anything to megan in the in the larger sense like megan is so developed as a character in her own right that i don't like i think Uh that it's just one of those things where she can just however they want to do it if if, when when they do a sequel because it has been announced that i i would just rather yeah. see i mean they could even they were showing all mm-hmm. these different skin types like they can have an asian mm-hmm. uh three again uh mm-hmm. for all we know, like just just experiment or just have all of them i want to see like like a, 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 yeah. a, a fox force five <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> three again yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Watch them all interact, but they've all got different, like, hairstyles and and, and hair consistencies and stuff like that, and different skin colors. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, that's the thing is, like, I as soon as the movie was over, I was really, really glad that the sequel had gotten greenlit. um, Because this is a franchise that I think I could follow. Again, like, um, I know there's a small, a very small fraction of uh, horror movie goers who are not pleased with this movie and probably for all of the reasons i said that it appeals to quote unquote normies and mainstream audiences and stuff like that yeah. but um the way I, but the thing that does save it for me ultimately is like you mentioned like you know the camp aspect of it and and also the fact that like again i'm watching unsympathetic characters for the most part um who, wh- but they but i don't ever get tired of watching them i'm not sitting here Bored out of my mind because this idiot won't just get her. I am literally like going, like I keep lifting my fists to the, to the screen, just going like, what is wrong with you? So I'm involved, you know, I give a shit about what's going on. And I think that takes a certain amount of skill. Um, And also, you mentioned not being (laughs) particularly sympathetic toward Katie. I was for a big bulk of the movie just because I kept seeing her needs being pushed to the side. And um, just all she was doing was just kind of like sitting there like plunked with sadness. Like, I'm a child who just lost... My parents and I haven't had my aunt normalize that for me until I think the third act of the movie. I don't even remember exactly yeah. what point it is when she sits there and she's like telling her like why Threegen M- is like a bad obsession for her and it's like you're supposed to feel bad, you know, you lost your parents. That is a major thing. And all of that. That's when I started going. Yes, this is what I've been
0: craving. Also, right. I know, found this like this whole it, time it really the the beginning, like the first act, like really took a while to get going. Like we didn't actually get Megan. Until a good mm. I like it was probably I wasn't clocking it, but it, it felt like it was over the half an hour point. Cause there was so much setup between the the, the two characters before she like literally built yeah. the thing and brought it home. Um that I mean that that not that it didn't work for me, but again, like that would have been better if these were characters that I, you know, cared about a little bit more because cause they were so unsympathetic. And I just wanted to say, like, Allison Williams because i know like we know that she gives great performance like we've seen get out yeah we and and like really like this character like gemma is is the same thing as like she's basically rose pre like you know i can't do that let you do that hon or whatever she fucking like the, the keys the keys but
1: or before we see her photographs, like her photo spread with like every single yeah. one of the black people who live in her neighborhood. Like prior to that, when we know yeah. she's, she could yeah. still be like a good, good character. Yeah. Well, you
0: no, because no, no, I was, because <laughs> I was watching her and I was just thinking like, God, she's boring. Like she's so basic. But then I remembered like, no, but she's the one from Get Out. Like she's the sociopath who's like, she's sta- <laughs> like sitting there with that, like nothing expression. She's got no emotion on her face. And mm-hmm. she's like. Oh my god. Do you think something happened? <laughs> so I'm just thinking like I just felt like they she deserves better than this role. I mean not to say that like this was a, a nothing role, but I just feel like they could she she did as much as she could, but I just felt like her talents were wasted here because I because I forgot like who who like what she was capable of. Well, because what's funny, I watched a couple
1: interviews with her uh, in preparation for this pod. And one thing that I liked was they asked her, what attracted you to this and what attracts you to horror in, in general? Because she's not, as a, as a movie fan, she can't really stand horror. She can't watch a lot of it <sighs> because it really does stay with it really affects her, and it really does stay with her. Mm-hmm. So I know, I mean, but if people like really get <laughs> shook by it, then it's like, okay, that's cool. But if as long as you're not looking down your nose at it and everything yeah. like that. But she talked about the when she first got the script for Get Out, the thing that motivated her to be a part of that project was, oh my gosh, this is like actually saying something, and this, and it is terrifying. What an opportunity to play. This yeah. character, when a lot of people are going to think they probably know who I am and what I can do based on girls, and then they're going to find out I'm the devil, basically, you know? Yeah. And she said she, that turned a lot of people's opinions mm. of her. She could see the way people would regard her, you know, in supermarkets and on the street. <laughs> and they'd be like looking you know, at her like they can't trust her. So yeah. she said she was motivated to take the next role in The Perfection, which I haven't seen, but mm. apparently it's a genre film has drama, horror, music, thriller, you tell me. Um, but she, um, she said she, Took that role because she knew people were, didn't trust her anymore after Get Out. And she, <laughs> it, that movie was apparently about a largely subjective point of view, I guess. Like, you're yeah. not supposed to know whether you can trust her or not. And she's like, great, I can use that. And she wanted to use it again in this movie where you don't know whether you're watching the heroine of the film or whether you're watching, you know, the villain, the movie's true villain. And M. Thregan yeah. is the heroine. So, uh, <laughs> and I thought that worked really, really well. And I thought, again, while I was completely, um bashing every decision she made uh even though i mean my heart did hurt a little bit when that box cutter had to go into her collectible because i'm like oh that's not what that's for oh
0: that was probably you know that was like that was the the, the one part where i actually <laughs> it was just like, like <laughs> i feel that you know like i don't really no. like collect thing i mean like i obviously like collect stuff but i don't like have toys and stuff that I have like and I do have that ghost face but you probably can't see it it's it's like at the top here for yeah. anyone who's watching um which I just like it's mint in the box I don't think I would ever open it but I I feel that sensation of like having to cut something open uh in that moment so that was yeah. probably the most like empathetic I felt <laughs> towards her character and the whole thing and it was for such like a such like, like a shallow thing it's just like but this is good for the child and it's just like Mm-hmm. but her collector like that's probably where so- she could probably sell that and feed the child with for mm. for, for like a whole year however much that is um right. worth but <laughs> i don't know and fuck when she started to explain to her like how to use it and the fucking the psychologist was just like why didn't you let her fe-? And, like that pissed me off so <laughs>
1: Well, I asked my sister because I was watching The Therapist and I was having huge judgments toward the therapist in the beginning because she she shows up at the house and all she does is visibly judge... Everything that Gemma is doing. And even though I'm doing it, I'm in the movie theater. The kid can't see me. And that is, and I, my sister, who's a therapist, says one question she's been trained to ask herself when people are listening to her or people, when people are talking to her and she's listening and all they have to look at her is her is, what is your face doing? Because what your face is doing could adversely affect like the course of how much they're willing to share with you. And if they feel judged or if they feel like you're paying attention and all of that. And I'm watching this therapist all in out go, ha! Oh! you know, like double take and, <laughs> and just yeah. completely judge the shit out of Gemma. And I'm like, okay, the kid's right there and you're not helping Gemma. Like, this is something you take care of. Like in the, th- so I wanted to ask my sister, yeah. like, what do you think? She's like, I hated her in the beginning, but then I felt really bad for her in the end when Katie's just off the deep end you know, flipping tables and shaking shit up and punching her aunt or slapping her. And I'm just like, yeah, that see, that's when I, but even then I felt bad for Katie because it's not her fault. She's acting out, and she's basically been on this runway yeah. towards acting out. I'm glad that it lasted for as short as it a time as it did uh, on screen, because it could have been unbearable, because yeah. unruly kids like that, that's a way to turn me off in a movie. Like, it, yeah. like too much time with her like that, I would have been like, okay, kill the bitch. But well, they did a, it just enough. Yeah, in terms of the... Th- <laughs> yeah.
0: Was it therapist or psychologist? I I never... Uh, she thought she
1: introduced herself as a therapist, but well,
0: whatever. Anyway, because um, like you were saying, just like as an audience member, it's different. Because like, yes, we've gotten more insight into Gemma away from <laughs> therapy to 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 be able to judge her, whereas this woman has like literally just showed up at the door and is already doing it. But I will say that yeah. the 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 therapist does bring up a good point later on where she says like, do you not see how this could be detrimental yeah. to to Katie? in the long mm-hmm. run. And, and of course, Gemma's like, well, no, like it's re- like, this is really gonna blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, and this is kind of where I feel like the movie held back for me is that this, the stakes could have been higher. There were so many characters that were in this that I was just like, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was just waiting for them to get killed. And the therapist was one of them. Cause I'm just like, this woman was literally put in this movie to be a victim of Kate, uh, Megan and the fact that she just kind of disappears without any consequence for anything like that upset me because um, it's almost like mm. I think like one of our earlier episodes Valentine we talked about that where it's just like I needed more I needed more people to die because there were all these extra characters in that that could have been mm. killed off that weren't. And that's how I felt with this movie, because even like the her coworkers in the the lab there, where they're clearly attacked, and there is sure. every opportunity to kill them, but then they survive the explosion just to show up at the end. It was just like, oh, like you've you've basically minimized the the kill count of this movie to, I mean, I, what was it like three, four? Oh, I we, don't. I
1: didn't even count. I don't. We know. had
0: the kid. Uh, with the ear pull off and hit by the car, there was the neighbor. I guess Brandon, she killed the yeah. the dog as well. We'll count the yeah. dog. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, um, the the boss and the guy who was oh, uh-huh. se- like selling the company secrets. Mm-hmm. And that was another David and
1: uh, Kurt.
0: That was another thing. Like they, mm. it was like here's this this storyline that was being set up that never paid off that, what? that oh, was him some, stealing the yeah the i felt like that was going to be like a big thing and all it was was literally just for her to be like oh i know what you were like you know you've been selling uh mm-hmm. company secrets and blah, blah blah and then like kill him like i don't know I, I i was expecting like a big thing where like the competition was gonna come in and there was gonna be like a big spectacle like that like when she came down that elevator and everyone was like okay get ready for mm-hmm. megan and then She literally just walked out the building. I was just like, I wanted, like, more death, you know? Does that make me sick? Okay. (laughs) No. No,
1: because you're a genre
0: fan. But
1: I'd say um, it didn't really enter my mind because I I had enough... To play with, like, I mean, if, if the movie had been lacking more for me uh, in uh, over the course of the story, I probably would have been like, just lean more into the violence. But I felt like yeah. ultimately everything they were doing kept me enveloped in the story. Like, I wasn't going like, so we could really use something here. Um,
0: but, uh, 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 but that, yeah, no, that's just me. Yeah. But, well, um, it's just almost like, because we, we talked is, about this in, in Child's Play, because I think mm, like, we mentioned specifically, because the cherry picker for that episode, I chose uh walter criswell who was the the manager at the the department store where karen worked because he was just he was another one that was just like mm-hmm. prime for like chucky should have killed him because he was just a oh, like totally a, a yeah. piece of shit and that's how i felt <laughs> like so many characters in this movie where it's just like you know someone someone rubbed megan or katie or Gemma or mostly just katie or, or megan the wrong way it's just like Oh, they're gonna get punished. You know, that's that's what I wanted. I wanted like <laughs> literally, like almost like because we did the the Silent Night Deadly Night podcast, where like the whole thing was like punish. And I criticized that yeah. movie as much as I could, but I mean, like that is pure camp. And I feel like if that's if something that Megan could have done more, it was that. I've just like here is this this doll with with no sense of and it, actually it's it's weird to say because like I feel that. Megan really is like a an entity with with a sense of right and wrong, and obviously has empathy for Katie, but she's still mm-hmm. doing all these like unspeakable murderous things. Which has, that's why I feel that that Megan is so much more complex, even though she is a a robot essentially, because she's mm-hmm. essentially like she's been created to develop her own personality and feelings. Mm-hmm to uh, like about things mm-hmm. and that I mean like again that's not breaking any new ground but I did like the way that they did that here because I think like Megan is kind of like the the most interesting character of the whole piece well that was one all thing like considered. again not
1: right not to like you said earlier not to compare it too much to um anything that child's play related but I did feel yeah. while I was pretty well into this movie i just kind of thought wow i feel like this is succeeding at everything i thought the child's play reboot uh failed at like in terms of just messaging and in terms of like uh trying to kind of like update the subgenre of you know the doll horror and everything like that um making it culturally relevant and everything like that because i remember uh there were, thi- there were things that bothered me. We, we never did, and I don't think we ever will do, with Child's Play. Was it 2019? Was that when the reboot came out? Yeah. You never know, um, but
0: but no, go ahead. We, you we never know. Always, but one
1: one one huge flaw for me that really, really bothered me about that movie I remember is that uh, Chucky watches a horror movie and starts to kind of like learn violence or whatever, which made a horrible point that seems to be very anti-genre and very much kind of like what the people who are arguing why these movies shouldn't be made, you know, would say, see it programs people to do this thing, which is ex- the exact opposite, especially the fact that he was watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That hurt me. But uh, <laughs> I was, I, that was personal. I was just kind of like, now I'm against this movie. The yeah?
0: The, the- premise or the beginning of that movie i've only seen it once i it, but, mm-hmm. like, no, me yeah, too I didn't, I, I didn't love it but um no the, the opening wasn't the whole thing that it was like a, a disgruntled employee of the the buddy line because that's what it was called mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they either like didn't include the chip that like prevented the doll from becoming a like a homicidal maniac or put like a or reprogrammed right. it a different way or whatever so if it's already been programmed to be a killer yeah, what purpose does does it have to have Chucky watching a horror movie mm-hmm. and develop sure s- like a, a sense of you know how to how to murder someone like right that, that doesn't make it that just seems like bad writing.
1: I'm all oh, about yeah, calling out the bad like, writing
0: these days. <laughs> <laughs> but it
1: seems, the thing is it seemed to be trying to make a point about like us, like, you know, and, and uh, the, 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 I mean, nothing different than like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with like, just because we can, does that mean we should, you know, kind of thing. Like, should we be playing God? Should we be, you know, like, and, and even more specifically, like in the case with like M3 gan should we be making things that can act as kind of like facsimile parents, you know? Um, yeah, and and be there for to to kind yeah. of like fill in the blanks where the parents Almost may like a nanny. not be able like, to deliver yeah. every yeah exactly yeah. but at the same time like the it the reason why it, it it didn't work for me there was like the reasons you mentioned in child's play it are are just because it was so sloppy that was so incredibly like you know somebody didn't realize well we already didn't program. but then what if he watches a horror movie and people weren't thinking i just felt yeah. like it was a lot of bad decisions whereas with this one i felt like it was very cleanly and purely Always pointing back to us and what we're capable of, and what yeah. we also rely on technology for, which I liked. There, it yeah. said it perfectly in that um, ad for that opened uh, the movie the first 3 uh, well Well, yeah, where the, yeah. The, the but no, the one for m 3 actually, where they say she'll take care of the little things, so you can focus on what's important, as if those two things are separable. Whereas the yeah. little things, any. Any person with any measure of compassion who's ever been anywhere near a child knows that the little things are what's important yeah. when you're parenting a child. It's not about the big picture.
0: It was um, yeah. I, I also just wanted to say of the, the child's play 2019. Like they were also juggling yeah. the fact that they were recreating the same characters and and obviously it wasn't like a shot-for-shot, shot, like straight up remake they were doing a lot of things differently but all like the the detective mike character was there and andy and his mom and all that so it's just like they were still trying to live up to this legacy that they would never be able to and that's you know that's why that movie is a mess um but yeah i do i actually really like because when the movie started i for for m3 again was just like is this the right movie because or is this the movie because it was like started playing on this toy commercial um, yeah and that yeah. I loved it so it was almost like if you ever watched like South Park sometimes they haven't done this in a while but they'll just like whatever the like the episode is like maybe all like the kids want some specific product that there's something they're talking about and then they'll actually put an a, like a, an ad for it with human actors yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the episode and that's what it felt <laughs> yes, like I was yes. watching in in the middle of Megan and <laughs> just like these these random <laughs> things and I like noticed there was like uh, all this stuff like uh, Google compatible and Apple. And I'm just like, okay, that mm-hmm. now that makes sense. Why? Maybe this is PG 13 because they have all these, these brand sponsors that were probably like, mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta, you gotta tone it down. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what the, i um, will I'll probably buy this. Um, cause, cause they said that they'll, mm-hmm. they'll do a, an R-rated version, but I don't believe Jason Blum when he says that it this was the better ver it was better to take out. I, I, I never trust anything. He he <laughs> I was on Twitter and I was just like reading his kind of uh his his updates as like you know the the movie had released and the reviews were coming in and he's like wow like at one point it was up to 98%. He's like 98% that's that's so great like blah 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 and then someone tweeted back and was just like what did halloween ends do and he's like not as good <laughs> and then he, oh. he put something else he's just like rotten tomatoes and this is actually i i appreciate this because it was like almost the most self-aware i've ever seen him <laughs> it's just like rotten tomato oh. scores matter when they're good but when they when, when they're bad they don't matter <laughs> All right, but you just Probably know like that, like a true businessman, yeah, you just know that this will be like in true Blumhouse fashion. They have one hit on their hands, like every year and a half for the next for the next two years. Whatever they release will be from the studio that brought you Megan, and how, they, I don't know if they still. I guess like Halloween Ends was successful enough that I could see them be like Halloween Ends and Megan you know, comes whatever. <laughs> I think it was like, it was like uh, uh, three years after get out came out that they were still, uh, promoting things of like the studio that, that brought you get out. So they will mm-hmm. cling on to the, those hits. They're few and far between. Oh, so, totally. You know, it's what they got to do. <laughs>
1: But when they got them, they're just like, hey, remember that thing we gave you? You want to come? I mean, it's all business, it's all advertising. But um, just in terms of like the pets thing, like the plot, one thing that hit me about those, they were called perpetual pets. Uh, And the first thing that I was struck by when I saw the ad opening the movie was just the horrible plausibility of it. And what I didn't even realize they were bringing up thematically, because the whole point is that they're perpetual pets so they can't die on you. And so you don't have to go through any kind of like suffering or any kind of loss at an early childhood, which I think is how a lot of kids experience death first. I remember I was bereft when my first goldfish died um, because it was the first pet that I ever was solely responsible for. I had to feed him and make sure his... Bowl was clean and all that kind of stuff. And he lasted less than a week because we got him from a carnival. And I remember when we had to flush him. And I remember uh, uh, like an hour later after we flushed him and said goodbye and had the funeral and everything, I was crying in my room. And my parents had to come in and console me. And um, so, I mean, it was interesting to think about like an early. I mean, I did this after the movie, but I just thought about this early, you know, kind of like uh, <clears throat> equation of death that I had the way it was introduced to me. And how... The the, the irony of here, this girl has been given this gift with the whole thing. It's just like, so you won't have to, you know, to put off your, you know, you having to deal with grief and loss and anything like that for much later in life. And then what does she do? She instantly loses her parents. Like, (laughs) and I thought, okay, that's a little smarter. Uh, I mean, it's a more in retrospect thing. I didn't know that's what they were telling me at the time, but in retrospect, looking at it, I thought, like, okay, that works harder at, you know, like kind of like setting things up thematically than a lot of horror movies do. These days. Okay but I did I'll, I'll give it that. that her parents were but I did think her parents were absolute idiots oh, Like yeah. who number 1 okay who speeds in the snow then number 2 who just stops in the middle of the road on the snow? Just yeah. like, okay, cool. No, no, no. Well, you, well, idiot, you can't just sit there. I'm like, that's why. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that also started to set up my God. Okay. I'm going to be watching a bunch of people making a lot of mistakes in this movie yeah. <laughs> because I did, but, um, I thought that was, I mean, they didn't even know that you put chains on the car. I don't. I mean, I've always had four wheel drive, so I've never had to put chains on a car. But if it if I lived in a place where it snowed and I didn't have four wheel drive, everybody knows if you're an adult, and I mean, they're raising a child. That's neglectful. I yeah. thought like, okay, so fuck if them. Anything, like, she's probably better off. I feel that. Them. Yeah, <laughs> like I think
0: she's better off with Gemma and Megan. <laughs> Because at least Megan's going to
1: take care of her and Gemma's, like, you know, cares. Gemma's Gemma's there.
0: She's got more time for the the things that matter, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the price tag on on Megan uh, was (laughs) $10,000 US. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I I Mm -hmm. love, like, the fact that they're selling this as a toy that just, like, this is the only toy you need to buy for the rest of your child's life. Really? Um, like the, once you get this, you don't have to get anything. It's, it, it's basically the iPhone. It has everything in it. It's the TV. It's the, the camera. Yes. It's the, the, uh-huh. the MP3 player, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And it, and it also the has a calculator. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, yeah. they're just, yeah. Cause the whole thing was like, yeah, and we're going to sell these for like a higher price. And I was thinking like, okay, maybe a thousand, 2000 at most, but like 10,000. And I'm just trying to think, mm-hmm. like, how many are they actually gonna? Like, the only people who are gonna be buying these are fucking rich people. Like, you know, they'll, they'll probably turn a profit, but it's like this thing mm-hmm. is not marketable to like 99 percent of the American population. Like, right off the bat, like, yeah. just just forget mm-hmm. that. Like, this is this is some high end shit,
1: you know, one <laughs> like, percenter shit. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> 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 but um i i think that's uh i i think a lot of I, that's another thing i think a lot of uh things turn to that that one percenter uh 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 what's yeah. the word i'm looking for demographic um i mean even i just came from a theater trip in new york and it just kind of felt more like vegas than anything oh. else and i was just kind of like oh my gosh you're, like but the, the the way the ticket prices are and everything like that i'm just like okay the only people who can really kind of get into this are high-end you know, one percent, or maybe not one percent, or that's a bit high. Yeah. But you know, the people who like, you know, but have that, a, a, a a disposable income what's and things like that. Funny and I think about the that, world though, is, is getting more and more like that.
0: Yeah, that this is the the whole purpose of that is that this is the toy that you don't will replace all toys. You don't have to buy anything else. But if you are in that one mm-hmm. percent, it doesn't matter. You're just gonna keep buying shit. If it breaks, you know. Mm-hmm. Buy another one or buy buy this, so it's the the whole ideal behind this is more so catered to the other ninety nine percent I've just like put a put a huge lump sum down now, and you don't have to pay for another toy for this kid for the next five years or whatever you know like that's but but it's <laughs> like nobody's gonna have ten thousand dollars to just drop on a megan, you know
1: no but it's 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 also got that it's it's number one it's a first like model price like this is the like i mean the first computers were always more expensive than the ones that were you know subsequent like i mean there was a joke at one point i think on will and grace where someone's like on a computer going like the computer i bought two years ago is now a quarter of the price you know and i'm um, i mean things are always going to get updated and they're going to be more accessible if, but i also feel like yeah. this is kind of like the 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 next leg of shall we say like um a jurassic world or <laughs> oh, totally, something like yeah. that, you know, where okay, we'll have a coupon day, or well, maybe we'll start to have like Megan's like for rental and things like I that. I see have, a like, Megan a Red theme Box park? where you can get your just Megan, like the, Megan the Jurassic <laughs> World. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just in terms of like, okay, let's invet- let's have this family invest all this money into this like one huge thing that's going to overwhelm the child, like seeing a dinosaur or having
0: a new sister that yeah. is also a doll. You know? <laughs> mm. But um, I want the tagline for the sequel to be the Jason X tagline that evil gets an upgrade <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean it basically yeah. is isn't it something like uh friendship has been upgraded or something like that is it? um probably it's know. something yeah. like that it's something akin to that but um another thing that was very jurassic park to me about the movie though uh, that reminded me of it. You brought it up was Kurt stealing the documents. I thought that was just the Barbasol can with all like the DNA. It's like, it's just like an open door. Like if somebody wants to ever find that can and make their own dinosaurs, we know they can. So if somebody ever does discover those documents that he stole yeah. and, uh, you know, they can make their own Megan. If we want to like make that movie, where like, what, what is the rival company's well, Megan going to look the like? The
0: end sound like? made it seem like, like a, either <laughs> one or two things, Megan, transferred her ascent the, the huh? horror of megan transferred from the doll <laughs> to the to the uh what was it, it was like cloud. An i was just like megan's yeah. in the cloud yeah. now that's what i thought or it was just one of those things where just like evil is in all technology you know like the, it could have been one or the other <laughs> I mean, it,
1: maybe I would have had a more ambiguous response to yeah. it if I didn't know that the sequel had been greenlit when I saw it. Yeah. But um I but because I know that sequel I'm like of course there has to be an open <clears throat> door and there is. Good for them. They built it in. Um and I think this movie allows for something like that. I think that she she could take a franchise on her shoulders. Let's hope they continue to make you know, movies that are at least as satisfying as this one is. Um, I don't think that I don't there, think that or, any another... sequel
0: will get ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's that's for sure. This, this felt like a not. fluke.
1: Yeah, but um, but I mean, also they did. I think they had a real good uh, idea of re- releasing it in January, which is usually where like horror releases go to die, or you mm. know, people will pay always this is definitely like the horror the, release in january but it doesn't always get a high
0: rate yeah like this is definitely i mean we had scream uh five last january but uh i've definitely noticed like yeah. lately just in the last couple of years january is now kind of the end vogue It's redefining, to, its, to, to, to yeah, it's redefining horror, itself whereas i feel like maybe back in yeah. like 2020 what it was just like the worst shit. It was like the boy too. Um, that might've been February, right. but it was just like, a that was, fan, yeah, that was, yeah, that was February, but early on fantasy Island, like just, just really bad shit. That
1: early in the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always, it's always a sketchy time for horror. It's also like an incredibly like divisive time. Like I remember yeah. Texas chainsaw 3d got released January of mm. the year. It got released whenever that was. And I remember wasn't being, the new one, came a lot out of arguments with people
0: in February. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that was that, February you know. of uh, last year. Yeah, yeah.
1: but um, I remember having a lot of arguments with people over that movie too, over the Texas Chainsaw 3D because we know I thought it, it yeah. especially like for, well, yeah, and especially like for a January movie, I was like, this is definitely. I had a much better time. At least I enjoyed myself. There have been, you know, January horror. I still haven't seen so many just because so many people thumbs down them that I was like, well, yeah. geez, okay, I'll just wait for something I like. Like, um, oh, what was that one? uh in 2020 um they didn't they do like a wrong turn reboot and they were at the same time they were doing another I the never ring. saw it reboot i, I, I didn't think. i didn't see either okay yeah. um and maybe it wasn't the ring maybe it was
0: no there was a uh, the there was a new one. ring at some point i,
1: I there was I okay i don't remember when it anyway out, but but, yeah. but I'm, i if if january is going to start to become like you know the month of the
0: I the mean, let's, movie, let's put, it, about put it, it this way. What came out in October last year? Like, it just felt like the January releases are now... Like, October is where, like, horror movie goes to die with, with David, <laughs> David Gordon Green. That that Pray for the Devil movie came out in, in October as well, and that was not good. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's almost like Halloween time is when not to release horror movies. Like, it's just... That's almost the curse now. Hmm interesting yeah um
1: but one thing uh that i did want to address was this is also a movie that i think was kind of doomed to be successful just because of the way they were advertising it and because of the life that particularly <laughs> dancing m 3 again Sorry, uh, I just had like a in-
0: like a, a flashback of a line from Jawbreaker and just like doomed to be successful oh. with with those legs or whatever.
1: because of that, face. Yeah, because that of, face. Because of those dance moves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but it's true. I mean, people are already like cosplaying her before the movie comes out, and people yeah. are you know, doing her version of the dance like down public hallways and stuff like well, that. Well, that's what, they were um, yeah marketing
0: the the movie at like football games, so just like halftime shows, yeah. but just like Megan dancers, just you know doing which, their choreographed <laughs> thing. I
1: even saw them. They were they were at uh, a premiere. I don't know which one, where uh, Jason Blum literally was also cosplaying as M. Thregan. Yeah, and he loves stood doing drag. With Yeah, and he stood with four of the Megan dancers, like the, 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 that they had just kind of milling about. They all came together to take this like photograph. (laughs) And, um, and he was standing, you know, standing head and shoulders above like the other ones. But it was a funny thing to (laughs) to behold. He's he's,
0: teasing about Megantron.
1: He is. But But the, the, the reason I bring it up is just because it was interesting from a, a marketing standpoint to see how, you know, predestined this movie was for its uh kind of like welcome. Uh, and because people were already talking about it, which is half the game these days, I think. Before your movie comes out, are people interested? And have you already found some way yeah. for people to be memeing it and for people to yeah. be <clears throat> replicating dance moves like on TikTok and everything like that?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, that said, I did, as much as it helped it, it did f- kind of, like, make that moment in the film, which could have been a head explosion moment yeah. if I didn't know that it was coming. What, just her dancing before she goes full Ghostface or <laughs> Jason, whichever slasher you want to put in there, but des- decides this is who I am now. I'm a killer and goes after Ronnie Chang, yeah. uh, his character, Dave. But, um, yeah, so I, that, I I was glad that they didn't advertise the singing because at least that was a shock. When oh, she started yeah. singing Titanium, I was like...
2: That was the funniest
0: part, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, what am I watching? And it was so moving up until... The, and even the, the, the way it was delivered was sincere. So you can be moved by it if you so choose. But it is so mm. ridiculous that it crosses over and starts to become humorous in a way that I think serves the film. So I, I was grateful for that. I wish I could have had this, a similar response to the dance moves yeah. uh, and not known that they were coming. Go like, what the fuck? She's full tilt, like killer empowered woman, yeah. I'm going to well, take over the world.
0: I mean, everybody. we know, we've discussed this before, especially in terms of Blumhouse. Blum, I mean, Blumhouse I mean, trailers, yeah. trailers in general, but Blumhouse especially, because he did have that that quote to say, uh, or you know, I'm going to misquote it or whatever, back when Sinister came out of that, the big jump yeah. scare in the movie, not the big one with the lawnmower, but the one where Bagul was in the bushes and ah, like turned the head and right. or, or no, it was the computer screen. That's what it was where he, he mm-hmm. turned on the computer screen and Scott Derrickson or, or did he write that as well? Someone in, involved was just like, yeah, I, I, I lobbied hard to have that pulled from the trailer. And Jason Blob insisted because it's because he said that nobody's going to remember it, you know? And it's just mm. like, you do not have audience awareness. No. Like, like that's the, like, no, Audiences now, this was 10 years ago, but especially now, everyone knows yeah. everything. Everyone knows every frame of every trailer that you cannot yeah. hide anything. And if he's still operating mm-hmm. under that, that belief, I yeah. I mean, that's I have no faith in, in Blumhouse. Tra- I have no faith in most trailers, but especially Blumhouse trailers. But you do bring up a, yeah. an interesting point about how <laughs> lately a lot of these movies' successes are kind of hinged on the marketing because mm. and I don't want to I don't want to go into specifics because we might cover a lot of these movies on future episodes and I also don't want to like full on declare that something is not good and just you know was popular based on the marketing but we have seen a lot of really clever marketing lately for a lot of movies that are good like okay mm. but it's almost like people Get, like I even see on Twitter, Um, I, f- I can't believe like how much more integrated into Twitter I am than, than when we started this podcast. But, but, you know, I look on Twitter and I see people will comment on a movie that hasn't even come out. They've seen a trailer and they're just like, this is going to be the best movie of 2023. Or just like already like building up that that mindset and just like that's exactly like you're you're playing into the manipulation like you're allowing yourself to become Mm -hmm. you know like feel this way like i mean like i don't know i think like for you and i because we have very different opinions sometimes we come together i feel like we're on the same page here um sure but you know especially like last week we had a lot of differing opinions and then i just think that We've kind of honed, like we're, we're old enough now. Um And I'm not like trying to knock a generational thing, but we've, we've watched enough movies over enough years that we know what we like. We know what, what we respond to the best. And I, and I see like a lot of stuff that, that comes out nowadays. And I'll immediately see someone just be like best, like five star. Like there's not really a, a system for, for, a lot of people I find of just like how they will rate move or just like if, if they did like a five star rating or something. Cause for me, it's very rare that I would give a movie a f- like a full five stars, like a perfect score. Like these are usually mm-hmm. movies that are real, that a lot older that I've grown up with that are like older than I am. Um, that mm-hmm. have just kind of lived with me for so long. And if something comes out nowadays that, that I really love it's I think like the highest I might give it is like four stars. And this like mm-hmm. ratings are so arbitrary anyway, but it's for for instance, like X that came out. That was like my favorite movie of last year. I gave that four and a half stars. Um you know, I think that was a great movie. That might have been more generous than it deserved, but I'll see people like take a Megan, for instance, and be like five stars. And it's just like, <laughs> what is your measure? What is your what is your measure yeah. of things? Um mm-hmm. and <laughs> I I'm going to call him out um and this is nothing uh, in particular but uh Ryan Sue showers who I like really started listening to his podcast he's does great coverage on the Scream franchise, just like full episodes. And I was listening to one. This is an older episode because I'm going through them. So hi Ryan. Um, <laughs> I was listening to the one where they were talking about the Halloween franchise, and yeah. it was just funny that they, him and his guest, kind of took a, a moment to just go through all of the sequels and rate them mm-hmm. out of five stars. And I was, and he even commented. He even said like, you know, I feel like I'm just giving. Like just being the nice parent and just like, you know, these movies probably don't necessarily deserve this. But like, you know, there were so many that he was giving five stars to. And I was just like, wow, like like H2O, um, I would never give that five star like the as far as I'm concerned, the only Halloween movie that I would give five stars to is the original um and i think everything after that is just like to varying degrees like like middling with a few that are like really on the low end but i i just personally i can't i like i can't attach myself to a a movie especially something newer or even like you know within the last Mm -hmm. 20 years unless it's like really life-changing and for for you know all due respect that might like Halloween H2O might might be that for him. So I'm sorry, Ryan. I didn't mean to to use you as a, <laughs> <laughs> as a punching that. That was just the first thing that came to mind because I I listened to that recently. But I okay, I'll see this not just not just with him, but like a lot of people uh, on Letterboxd or you know on Twitter and just be like this. You know, five stars. This is a perfect movie. And I'm just like, yeah. but if you were to really get down to the nuts and bolts of things and like compare Megan, which you're saying is a five-star movie to, I don't, I don't, what else do people love that like came out within the last five years? I don't know. Happy death day. Um, the, the, sure. the, 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 I'm, that was a five-star movie or, or even like, we'll say Halloween 2018. Cause a lot of people would rate that as a five-star mm. movie. So it just like, I would look at <sighs> um, like Megan versus that. Which is not a great comparison for me because I also think that that's an average movie. But I know you really love it. So, like, but do you see the comparison I'm making? Like, how do you measure what is perfect when you're saying that everything that comes out, if, like, you had a positive reaction to it, five-star movie? Like, Well, this is also where, like,
1: the ranking and rating of things, like, where I start to find, like, fault with it because I don't feel like that is an uh, an accurate way to gauge like what what someone got out of it. It's like I get much more out of a discussion, out of like a sit down and, you know, something like yeah. this where you get to talk about the things that matter to you and that like stood out to you that you thought worked. And because oh that's another thing. It's like when you're rating a movie, are you rating the experience you had while you were seeing it the first time because yeah. for me, that's not always what I return for. Sometimes I love sitting through and just remembering the ride through, the first way through, and and I get nostalgic for that feeling, and I just kind of want to re-experience that. Sometimes movies, though, shift into something else, and they become... Uh, you know, like part of me, <laughs> you know, like they grow with me over time. I'm recognizing new things in them all the time. And I'm not so nostalgic about them so much as I love returning to them be- and reinvesting in them because there's always something new to find there. But you don't know that until time passes. So how can you accurately rate something after the first, uh, uh, sit down after the first screening? Because especially everything about this genre. That defines success in and not even the genre, the film, like the film media, shall we say. Everything about the media that defines success is standing the test of time, which means can you remain relevant you know year after year decade yeah. after decade to uh, generation after generation that will continue to bring you up and to whether whatever platform you have whether it's social media or blogging or YouTube videos whatever it is is this the thing that people are gonna still be making content about so yeah all that whole thing thing <laughs> I'm like even like the Rotten Tomatoes thing didn't I didn't take I saw how highly it was, this movie was being rated yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes and I was just kind of like oh and then I just went in and I watched a movie. I didn't think like, "Oh my gosh, that's great. I'm going to have the best time." I don't build myself up before yeah. films like that anymore because I know so much. I've been burned before. I've gotten excited about things and then sat through them and been like,
0: "Oh, oh. I had I had an experience <laughs> like that this this past weekend and I Oh no. You know. Yeah. It, <laughs> what movie? Um it was Knema Rink*. <laughs> oh no I'm it sorry were, yeah they're were like we're, we're gonna segue into a little uh mini review <laughs> i mean like it was i didn't know what to expect i just know that there, it, here's like this very low budget uh thing it was just being touted as like this this huge uh big release the uh the the director writer like creator of it is actually like from alberta here where i live and in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like another cool factor. And it was just like, it was like a a limited screening at at an old theater. Like it's it's cool. Like I want to go to that. And I just, you know, sat through the movie and I just could not for the life of me understand what, I mean, maybe people were seeing whatever, like they were praising, saw it a different way, but I just saw something that was really, uh, Boring to me, and <laughs> I just question like, is this art? <laughs> so I mean, like, okay. I, I I I appreciate the fact that you know movies like this can be made, and yeah. Skinner Marink uh, talking about like movies like that can be made, and like actually find an audience somewhere, and you know take off because it does sure. give hope to to up and coming filmmakers that mm. you know that you you do have a platform. There there is you know a place where you can get your your movies uh screened for people um right i it just it just pains me when they're not at least like i don't think that they're good because then i feel like that's could be a detriment to future filmmakers because it's just like maybe it's one of those things where just like well we don't want to let that happen again but apparently there mm-hmm. i mean this is very polarizing that movie so you know there's enough people that could be like yeah we need more skinner Rink type movies um mm, okay so having said that i think how many horror movies have i seen so far this year i'm not sure but but uh megan is is currently sitting at the top and uh. i and i know what you mean because i did mention that uh like rating and ranking is so arbitrary um uh. it's it, it's such a personal thing as well mm-hmm. that it, it's hard to to put your shit out there and not have someone be like your opinion's wrong, and I hate you, and just like you know, exactly. get, get all worked right. up and sh- like. There's there's one a ranking of the Scream movies that's floating around on Twitter. That's just like the the caption is like, "Is this not the best ranking uh, of the Scream franchise or something like that?" And it's um, uh, I forget what it is. It might be like closer to yours, but it was just like two was in last, and all like the oh. two stands were just like. No, this fucking ranking sucks. <laughs> and like that's the th- that's the thing like it every like every opinion. And if yeah. like if you are yeah. going to rank and rate and and all that shit, like it's it, it it's also subjective. that i i just wish
1: more people saw it as an open door to a conversation rather than a closed door you know like okay that's it your opinion's obviously not worth my time slam door it's like no you could i mean you have the right to do that but you also have the opportunity to ask so i noticed what you had there at the bottom why you know (laughs) that you can i mean like yeah
0: for you i'm so fascinated by your texas chainsaw Ranking <laughs> um, that, like that, I could listen to you explain that to me for hours, and you have actually swayed yes. my opinions on certain things. So it's you know that mm. that's why it's always good to to get an opinion, and just because I feel like I was you know a, um, being uh, unnecessary to throw him under the bus later. I will say that Ryan showers. You know he he's a huge supporter of Scream Three. And in particular, mm-hmm. yeah. like listening to his thoughts uh, on that movie, have kind of given me a newfound appreciation for nice. for the film. Which I mean, like I know we've had discussions about it, and I've definitely like found appreciation from uh, out of it from you. But it, which is funny because yeah. I rank it much higher. Than you do in your yeah. right even even before my opinions change like i like you've always had that in last so that's why it yeah. is important to like allow that open door because you know it's yeah. no matter where things land everyone has a different perspective on things and if you allow yeah. yourself to hear someone's perspective that's when you you know you'll start to open up expand your mind you know and that's what we're yeah. all about here at the cherry picker, you know, <laughs> and, and killing douchebags in horror movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of, um, one of the people yeah. I was so relieved to see die in this movie was a child. And um,
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Brandon. Oh, my God. First off, like scary imposing like you know beyond there's usually the kid who's designated like in movies uh particularly in the horror genre where you know the kid is the bully and like you know we're supposed to hate him and whatever like that but this was one where i felt it in my body like there was something in my body chemistry that was rejecting this child and saying like yeah. he needs to be in a padded room and he needs to yeah. be studied because this is not I don't like the behavior. I don't like what I'm seeing manifest here. I'm not like Mm -hmm. the enabling mother. She's the one who says the behavioral issues are linked to high IQs. So Mm -hmm. at least, so if he misbehaves, you know, no skin off my nose. Like, I mean, I'm just doing my job to make him the smartest, most successful, you know, like, most child that I can have the, that I can (laughs) hold on to my bragging rights forever because that's the kind of mother I've decided to be. And then you see him, the thing that really pissed me off was when, um, He showed that little spiky, whatever, I don't know, was it a fruit or tree growth, whatever it was, like a shrub or something. And it it was spiky and he put it in Katie's hand and squeezed her hand around it and hurt her. I was like, who, what kind of fucked up? Like, okay, I go see horror movies to watch people, uh, you know, be put through agony and die, but it's all fake. I'm not going to get any you know, kicks off of like putting something sharp yeah. in someone's hand, particularly a little girl, somebody who's smaller yeah. than me. And then just squeezing their hand around. Like even my most evil brother sibling, you know, like <laughs> sadism is not about that. That's horrible. Yeah. That's
0: I really question this, this whole daycare thing because clearly <laughs> this kid has like caused issues before. Cause that like when they're pairing right. them up, that one girl's like, I don't want to go with him. And yeah, yeah. it, it's almost like clearly the parents know that this is a problem. Like he should have been kicked out of that, that he's way too old Mm. to be there anyway, that for one. Um, But yeah, once there's already (sighs) issues, like he should not be there. So I don't know. I, I just really wish that we got more like, that's where I guess the, the R rating would have come in. It's just like that, that ear yank off thing was that in the trailer by the way i don't know i didn't watch i, yeah. I didn't watch any of the trailers i know and that I, I remember seeing up, him, I'd look him at the floor yeah i remember seeing him like tumble out in front of the car uh um, oh, okay i don't no, think i don't think the, I ear, the ear thing in particular was was shown okay. but i i was yeah when he got hit by the car because i was thinking like oh he's just gonna like kind of be hospitalized or something but when they like zipped up the body bag it was just like shit's gotten real that's when i knew this was like high camp (laughs) because it was like they just and then the the ensuing conversation between gemma and katie where she's just like just know that that boy is in a better place now or whatever she said oh fuck that shit i think i said out loud too you don't know that i
1: think i i couldn't like yeah. I couldn't hold myself back I was so involved <laughs> at that point but um maybe not that loud but I was shaking my head uh, a yeah. lot also but that that's another thing I'm glad you like brought up the whole like PG-13 aspect at this particular point because that's another thing about the rating thing really it doesn't really enter my head all that much I rarely walk away from a movie you know, begrudging it because mm-hmm. of its rating, <laughs> because of its R rating or PG-13 or whatever. Um, I rarely think about it in those terms. I'm just kind of like sitting there like, well, what'd you make? Show me. Yeah. And because um, the things that happened and it still had impact for me. I mean, also yeah. the fact that, the, I mean, a dog was among the massacred, you know, like in this, it, it was on the kill list in this movie. Yeah. And the fact that I didn't want the dog to die and yeah. I don't feel like the movie Wanted me to want the dog to die? Like, that's supposed to be a turning point where we realize, okay, there's a lot to, to laugh at with Megan. There's a lot to have fun, but there is an actual threat. Yeah. You know, she's not always going to kill the people you want to see killed. You know, she's not going... She's not going to step in for Jason Voorhees in that vein. You know, she's going to go after some, some as some presences on screen that you're going to be like, oh no, 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 because it's not the dog's fault. The dog was just being a dog, you know? Like, and you were, you know, reaching in its domain, and that's what the dog is supposed to do, is protect its domain, but whatever. Um, I also um though but as much as I appreciated that aspect of it, just to go back to the That I couldn't tell. Was it daycare or was it a camp that she was dropping Katie off where she met Brandon? She didn't drop. She was
0: there. She was like volunteering. She was there. That's true.
1: But like, it just had like a distinctly maybe because it was outdoors. But it had such a camp feel, even the way they greeted her at the car, just kind of like, "Hey, are you ready to have a great time?" or whatever they say. And I love, I the love like, or whatever she when she sees Megan well because Megan a, looks, looks over and is just like, "Oh my yeah, like,
2: geez,
0: like oh, Jesus, oh Jesus Christ." Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought that was amazing. Yeah,
0: um, and I love Gemma also, just being like, nice. "Well, no, okay, but no photos." Yeah, she's a, like prototype. That's Which, what I wanted I guess that's what I wanted. A... Like I wanted that subplot like they kept building yeah. up to it. Like there was like a competitor that was like trying to steal. Yeah. Like that to me would have been like the seed of Chucky of uh the John Waters character trying to get photos of of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the paparazzi and then and then I, I Chucky it, like killing. <laughs> I think it still may pay
1: off in one of the sequels. Like I I don't think uh competing businesses because yeah. we're talking about capitalism and, you know, yeah. the, and corp- and uh, just, you know, corporate America and all of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to lose the competitor's I feel that, like, this, uh,
0: presence. Yeah. What, what I will say is, like, for a franchise like Megan, if it becomes one, this is, like, prime for, you know, like, to, to have the sequel that outdoes the original. Because I don't think that there's anything necessarily, like you said, groundbreaking or deep no. about... Megan 1 we'll we'll say uh, yeah. mm, mm, 1 again um I'm just throwing <laughs> out shit <laughs> that we could totally see a situation where like a child's play to child's play uh where just like the you know like Randy says it's just like the sequel's always got to be bigger and more mm-hmm. like bloodier more elaborate death scenes like that it, we very well could uh segue into an R rated sequel I mean, possibly sure. we'll, we'll, we'll see if it happens, but even if it doesn't, like, there's definitely going to be more killing, you know, that like mm-hmm. they're, they're going to step up their game. And I, that's why, like, I, I hope, you know, I, but I, but I do feel in like my, my heart of hearts that, that Megan two will deliver more than, than what this mm-hmm. one came, because this is like, just, this is almost like a little sleeper hit that, you know, nobody expected it to be what it was yeah i even like Uh, when i when i did the uh like most anticipated movies that were coming out this year like i had this one low i even said like this is nothing new and it's true this is nothing new but was still it was like the best version of that that it could have been to a point yeah i agree i agree like um because i I
1: wasn't particularly I, i think it definitely the fact that i had low expectations going in um, <laughs> helped this movie and probably makes me forgive a lot of things. Like I, I was just thinking about, um, uh, 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 the whole deal with the, uh, demonstration. Um, oh, no, no, wait. The thing that you were just addressing with, um, uh, 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 shit. What were you just talking about? <laughs> you just mentioned something about the movie that I was just kind of like, that was a huge plot hole that, oh, um, 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 um. Fuck! I can't remember things Look anymore. My it. brain is broken. Um,
0: we were talking about the camp, <laughs> the the camp scene. Yeah, we were talking and about then there the was dog. Else. We were talking about yeah. the uh, way earlier we were talking about like when she got out of the elevator and and then the bodies were there.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, none of that. Okay, it'll come to me. Okay. But anyway, um, I will. I will. I have another point to make about yeah. uh, Gemma. One thing that I did appreciate though about her that I hope they kind of keep. In uh, any sequels that they make. I hope this is like a. a, a, Oh, so you want to see Gemma come back? No, 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 not Gemma, but what she does on screen because she's, I love the fact that she's kind of equal, as much as she's like a neglectful guardian, (laughs) she's also equal parts mad scientist and eccentric artist. Like that, after that exchange she has with Katie, that like kind of like sets that, you know, that ball rolling again. Like, okay, now I have to go and like fix all of this stuff I've got to make like Megan work because now I'm motivated because my you know, a kid like my niece needs it. Mm. So I'm going to stay up all night and I'm going to have a montage and I'm going to, you know, (laughs) make this thing work. And that made her, well, before it ever made her sympathetic, it at least made her have an interesting kind of like inner life that I could follow. Like, okay, she's got a passion. She's motivated to do this for, you know, the good, which kind of puts her on, you know, standing alongside some, the the mix of like a Dr. Jekyll or a Dr. Victor Frankenstein. And yeah. I really appreciate that um, because the, at least there's a motive beyond like this corporate kind of like greed uh, for success and to just be bigger and better and all of that. Like it's also to heal something that she could heal if she would just kind of open her heart and make time in her schedule, you know, for this new little life that she's responsible for. Um, And I love that the movie knows all of that, though. That's another thing. It's just I love the fact that like, when they have the conversation, we've been waiting for them to have the whole movie, where, you know, the, the page kind of turns with Katie, and she goes from Being this really sympathetic kid to being this, you know, squalling brat, but it's not her fault. But still, my God, that's a lot. To being back to being like this sympathetic kid who's going through something really, really hard. And now we're rooting for her to join up with her guardian and to beat... This this presence of uh, M3 gan and still have me kind of, you know, worry about the two of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's all going to be smooth sailing from here on out, but I because I do think they're both deeply flawed people. But the fact that they
0: are and that oh, I'm there's still no way, to there's them. no way. I mean, like I said, Gemma <laughs> is going to jail and Katie is going to yeah. stay with the crazy uh, grandparents in Florida. Oh, in Florida. <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> maybe for me for me like i just to get back to like the, the how i felt like felt it held back a bit is that i thought that like the big climax was gonna happen at the uh like the office ah uh, like during like yeah. the big unveiling of megan and that's why i thought like okay all of the key characters are uh coalescing here like even the therapist like she was there at the end that's why i was just yes. like why did you have her here there's no there's literally no reason for her to be here um, and then just disappear. So that's why I thought, like, okay, the the big action is going to happen here at at this this mm. this event. Uh, like they were really building it up. Like even the what was the Dave, the yeah the David, boss or whatever. David, yeah, because he was just like, there's not enough people here. There needs to be more people here. So I'm just like, oh, this is going to be big. <laughs> there, the blood right. is going to be let. You know, and and then it just like, <laughs> but then they left and they went home. Um yeah. and I guess like that's not dissimilar from Child's Play cuz in Child's Play like the the first movie ends at home mm-hmm. you know they go back to the apartment that's where right, the, right, right. the 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 climax takes place and then it wasn't until child's play 2 where they're literally at the factory so i don't know i'm thinking like yes. maybe if we do get a megan 2 like it'll end up at the the megan production factory and then, you know there's like a big scene there <laughs> if they or she'll if be they at go the better, other right? company and it'll be her versus all the rival megan's yeah. like it'll be the
1: other model maybe the it will maybe katie usually. will that would be cool
0: Yeah, maybe Katie will come back and she'll be like now the new Andy, like, like staying with foster parents because, because obviously Aunt Gemma's in jail
1: now. Right. I wouldn't Um, mind her coming back like Clear Rivers style, though. Like, she doesn't have to be in a rubber room, but uh, no, not Gemma. I mean, Gemma
0: too. Either one of them.
1: I wouldn't mind them coming back. in some. So you want Katie to to, to just have
0: like a, a pathetic death in the, in the second movie?
1: I, I would rather they play minor roles in yeah. the in either the second or third sequels, um, and then maybe come back for some kind of like big, you know, once once it's a franchise yeah. uh, that has you know like that, some legs with its yeah, sequels, then maybe I, they can come back and stand toe to toe with other characters. I just That'd don't think that. Cool.
0: Yeah, I don't think that Megan is the type of horror movie monster that needs to have a foil. Like, you know, Michael to Laurie or because I mean, like Jason definitely should like that's the that's the flaw that we talked about with Friday the 13th. That's just like killing off, not killing off, but like, well, the first one, but just like uh, doing away in whatever way with 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 whoever your your lead was in in the previous movie um, that really uh, like the only if there was one, it's it's Tommy Doyle not Tommy Doyle on uh, yeah. Tommy the other Tommy.
1: Yeah. Do- <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah.
0: Um to for like three movies where he's played by a different actor each time. So it's yeah. you know I I think that Megan doesn't need that necessarily because Megan like I said is the kind of like she's adaptable to suit her personality to whoever the new subject is. Like she she can be Sure anyone, and that's why we're you know with Michael and Jason like they are uh always going to be them if right that makes sense i
1: I also wouldn't mind if there's like a little bit of I don't know if, if I want to use the word message, but I, maybe just like th- uh, uh, some kind of theme to each one of them. Like, yeah. obviously, like the theme about like filling in the blanks and like, you know, so something else can be there to, you know, for the in- seemingly insignificant things so you can take care of the really important things, not realizing that the things that you're kind of disposing of are the most important yeah. things. Something like that. You know what you know, I so want? If, if each movie can have like an arc like that, I would appreciate it. Yeah, you know what I, what I want? Because
0: just because I feel like Megan has kind of become this like huge lgbtq sensation Mm -hmm. uh and and just like an like really like a an lgbtq icon of horror like the the new Uh. babadook that maybe the sequel can be like a single gay man in his 20s or 30s who like collects (laughs) dolls and because it's so niche that we've never seen like anything like that, it's it's like the Waylon yeah. Smithers are just like collecting Barbies or whatever. He just like gets <laughs> the Megan doll or whatever, just because it's just like oh, here's this like cute thing of like collectibles. If like you know they they go the route of just like collectible um, like toy purchasing or coll- I was going to say collecting again, um, that that's right. it. That's because I mean it's always interesting when it's not always the same hero or heroine. Like it's, it's just fun to like play with different types of characters, whether it be yeah. different age, different uh, gender, different ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let, like let's explore how Megan interacts with and, um, and um, 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 influences all types mm-hmm. of people. I want to, if, like, if, yeah. if, if like, LGBTQ has, like, really glommed on to Megan as a horror franchise, then, like, mm-hmm. have an entry where just, like, the, the, the final girl is, like, <laughs> this, like, <laughs> uh, 30-year-old uh, single gay dude who, like, has mm-hmm. nothing else going on in their life but, like, collecting <laughs> stuff like Megan. That would be hilarious. That would be. Yeah. And it's just, like, the emptiness
1: of connecting with... Things that are made out of like, you know, synthetic yeah. material as opposed to like, you know, actual human beings. Cause and stuff. we, we yeah, even had the scene where you
0: could make when they first came home or when not they or when Gemma first brought Katie home and the, mm-hmm. the Alexa or whatever, uh, was just like, you have yeah. six, uh, new Tinder matches. And she's just like, later or whatever so you know that could be like the it's just like oh you got some new grinders or just like this this new character coming but it's just like it because it it really focuses on just like sort of the the loneliness of whoever the person is that megan is attaching to and in whatever movie so just like Mm. you know it could be it could be like a a, an elderly lady in the third one you know just like i want to see megan I, that's what i really want i don't want them to just do another thing where it's another 10 year old girl or whatever i don't want to see them just right. like, rinse and repeat right. like start to explore different areas of of mm-hmm. society and how yeah. um like technology like this um has right. has really what, what other se- reasons like, could
1: motivate people yeah. to depend on
0: this kind of technology like, yeah, just segregated yeah. them from like society and, and having a social life but that, that's that's what i want to mm-hmm. see so yeah give me give yeah, me that, that give me that um single 30 gay man or woman uh or, or whomever to to have megan come into their life and, and just be like the thing that that saved them but then you know went on a, a killing <laughs> spree because you know people wronged them oh my god that's right if if May, at this point now if megan 2 is anything but that I'm going to be really upset. Oh, see, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's 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 I, I admire the fanboy and fangirl and fan other you know heart. Mm. Um, anybody who's a fan, anything. Mm-hmm. Our, our ability to kind of yeah. weave a best case scenario, a nice direction for a franchise to go in. But I also got to say, we got to leave it at the door and just take what comes because unless we're creating it, you know, like, and even I, then you only
0: have so much input as one person. I know. I'm know. Just like, so, be- <laughs> i just I, so, I guess I'm just so uh, like disenfranchised with, with screenwriters nowadays. Um, yeah. Cause I think like, Here's the thing, like, and I feel like I I don't have much else to say about the movie uh, if you don't. So, you know, maybe this this can be the final word. um, Okay, is that this there's been this this whole talk uh, like, you know, we just kind of have been skirting around this like this renaissance of horror over the past couple of years where it's just like horror is back now. Like everything is like this is the best horror has ever been. And in some mm. respects, like, I agree with that. I think that um, just in terms of, like, marketing and mm. uh, uh, style and cinematography and direction, like, I think, like, the, the genre looks gorgeous. Like, it's it's never mm. looked so polished. And I don't mean, like, polished in, like, a fancy, like, Scream CW way. But just, like, it looks like money has been put into it. The only yeah. thing the only thing why I would say that this is not a horror renaissance that is holding things back has been and we talked about this last week the lazy screenwriting because I think so many of these movies yeah. are exceptional in the in the in the way that they that they look and that they've been delivered to us on a silver platter but when it really gets yeah. to the story I feel like that's where things go south and it's not everything, but it's a lot of it, and that and that's where I, that's the missing link. And I mean, if I could, if I could, like, magically um, manifest myself into a screenwriter and ma- and like write mm-hmm. Megan Two and Scream mm-hmm. Seven and like all that shit, like I would.
1: Yeah, but that's the, it's also <laughs> it's the credit that I seem to feel the least uh, inspired by the people who are doing it um, at by and large. I don't mean I'm completely disenchanted with all screenwriters, yeah. you know, of the horror genre. I'm
0: sorry if you not, are a screenwriter and, and you're listening to this and, and, and taking personal <laughs> offense, it's, it's not directed at, at no, any of one course. Person. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like
1: I will say, I walk away from so much content these days, really bowled over by acting really bowled over by direction and really bowled over by even things like score and production design Mm -hmm. and cinematography. And it seems like, and even when they, when they're present practical effects or even like in movies like this. Oh, that's one thing we didn't really touch on. It's just like the marriage of uh, things, you know, in the camera and CGI is put into just kind of like tweak here and there, which I feel is like when CGI is at its best, Mm -hmm. when you don't know how much of what you're seeing is cgi it's harder to discern that when a lot of it is practical and then they just kind of fix things that don't quite work to kind of like draw the eye more and make it look more uh authentic Mm -hmm. um so i think that's another thing that i'll really champion this movie for but things that i keep walking away from horror movies is thinking i wish there had been either more time for this to go through more drafts or if i know going in that it was rushed through production um uh, uh or, or no or not if i know going in knowing that it was rush production i wish there was more time to go in through more drafts but if it wasn't and it just was really really great at one point yeah. but then the studio just put it through too many hands mm-hmm. to try and fix things yeah. that
0: didn't that's need that's the to thing be it's fixed, like you know? it, again sorry and i i should have mentioned that like there's so much studio meddling too like it's not of course, always of course. the screenwriters but if the yeah. studio is just kind of like it will accept a first draft or, of something or they want to make certain changes um, right. that they think are better, but, you know, really they're standing in their own way. Um, yeah. Which especially with with Jason Blum, because you know the guy, he's got enough money, he's got a fan base. I don't feel bad about mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. saying shit about him, but but he has stood in his own way so many times. So
1: sure, um, and that's why it, it's yeah. harder to break new ground because so the, uh, while it is like a renaissance and there is so much content being you know created in so many different types of perspectives being invited in that might not have been as welcome before for reasons of, you know, sex or sexual identity or race or age or whatever it may be. Um, I It's nice to see that opening up, yet at the same time, so much of what is put out is um, either, you know, like, A continuation of a franchise or a requilling of a franchise, (laughs) a redistribution of ideas, you know, like what worked before and then the rest of it that isn't like brand new. I mean, you know, nothing's new, but I mean, I can still sit through a movie and feel like, wow, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And um, I don't and I, I can't do that in movies that where the studio or the producers. Or even the filmmakers are hesitant to take chances to tell new stories because relying on references to things that worked before, they're much more inclined to do that because that's like going to reward fandom, and there are a lot of toxic fans who want to get rewarded for knowing shit rather than learning something for the first time. That's yeah. Hope I don't antagonize anybody with that. Spicy,
0: I love it. though. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's get to the cherry picker. (laughs) Be <laughs> all right first order of business we need to choose a cherry on top as always and i think i already mm. kind of intimated where i felt things were going because we don't really have any strict rules for things and yeah you know, when it comes to the cherry <laughs> on top and I, and I think megan is definitely the cherry on top yeah,
1: I will second that. She works uh, for me in yeah. this movie, and through no, she I works. Mean, for everyone concerned. She works, she works yeah. girl. W e r k s. But she, but the reason she works for me in this movie, I think, is also in no small part due to Amy Donald, who did the body work for her. She's the one who even did mm. the dance moves and stuff like that. She's a little gymnast. She's got bronze and silver medals and shit. So great trivia. Good for yeah. her. And, um, Jenna Davis as the voice, kind of unforgettable and mm. always had me leaning forward, like to see like what she was going to say next and everything. And a lot of that is the screenwriting. So good for them. But as far as her delivery, (laughs) they, the two of them and whatever work the, the, the team did in post to like, you know, just kind of tweak her and make her more alive. I feel like it was all successful. And I was always looking forward
0: to what's Megan going to do now. So yeah, Yeah. I agree. Cherry on top. Totally. All right. Last week, we asked you who deserves to die the most in Scream five. I nominated Deputy Vincent and you nominated mm-hmm. Liv McKenzie. And across yes, Patreon, Instagram, and YouTube, the total tally came to 921. For Deputy Vincent versus wow, 345 for Liv McKenzie. Oh, thanks, guys. That thanks was the... Time. I Because I, I I looked. And when it gets to a certain yeah. amount of votes, uh, like I think once it gets to a 1,000, it just says like 1K. So I didn't have the exact uh-huh. number on... Like it would have been like between 1,000 and 1,100. So it was just like, sure. okay. they It got to a point where I couldn't even accurately... Uh, figure out what, what the difference was but it was a landslide uh, so yeah. let's see what uh, what the, the good people had to say Kayla Henderson <laughs> uh, I voted for Vincent he left his post which ended up putting Dewey in the hospital that led to his death I'm still mad at how he died
2: mm, okay
0: yeah. <laughs> uh DP Says <laughs> I am going with Deputy V because I cannot get out of my mind what Zach pointed out in Judy's text messages regarding his forgetfulness of certain reports. Uh, that, in addition to just being as useless as a wet paper towel, really should cost him. I don't think <laughs> what DP <laughs> uh, DP is uh, referencing because I don't. I didn't bring that up in the in the podcast that we did, but I know that I, I think it was like in one of my videos on YouTube uh, okay. where I was ranking the characters, sorry, another ranking thing, but um, I, I, i had always had him as the worst character. And there was a scene in the, the Judy Hicks uh, car where she's, mm-hmm. she gets the call from the killer and she's texting one of her deputies to put a trace on it. And we can see the text messages uh, that she already had with this deputy. And like right above it, mm-hmm. she says something about, she's like oh did you do those files or whatever and they're just like well no that was uh vincent's job uh and he didn't mm-hmm. do it or something so was just like already showing like the they had the mindfulness like the creative team to put in like small details that this guy just sucks at his job so yes. it's not just imagined on our part like he literally does suck <laughs> okay okay yeah um (laughs) taylor Klug. uh i'm so excited for this one absolutely love five cream excellent but you know but but we need you to kill someone dylan jameson yeah, kill someone. dylan jameson vincent all the way the guy is one of the worst cops in the franchise filled with bad cops <laughs> he literally left his post which in turn leads to dewey going with sam to the hospital which leads to dewey's death so he got my vote i feel like a lot okay. of people i feel like that's what it was it's just like people are putting dewey's death on him so maybe that's why oh. I i i won here um Mm -hmm. Uh, Itsy Benny. Got to go with Vincent on this one. Liv was a bit of a plank, uh, but Vincent leaving the hospital caused major problems and gave Ghostface easy access to Terra, causing the death of one of the franchise's most important and loved characters. He needs to go. The cherry has been picked. Keep it up, guys. Love the pod. Thank you. Aw, Thank you. Uh, Jeremy Huff. Vincent left his post and not only put Tara in danger and got the deputy uh, guarding her killed. Yeah, don't forget about that, poor soul. Uh, (laughs) uh, But also got Dewey killed. The trio were going to start getting killed at some point, but it could have been prevented a bit longer. (laughs) It's like Dewey, Dewey he wouldn't have died at the hospital, but he might have died at the house later on, you know. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. uh, Robert... Holston says the actor that played Vincent also played Richardson in hot rod. He gets to live just for that. Oh, hot, hot. Okay. Hot rod. Is that that Andy Sam?
1: The Andy Samberg movie. I never,
0: I never seen it. All I remember is Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. (laughs) Mandejo says as someone in the army, uh, first general order, I will guard everything within the limits of my post Mm. and quit my post when properly relieved. Come on, Vincent. <laughs> Michael All right. Begley. Live. Her character was just to nothing. Also edit here. <laughs> since you guys are talking about five cream, I'd love uh, to know who both of your favorite characters are from the new cast joining the franchise. Um, I, I, I get like the new cast of, of scream five. I'm assuming, yeah, that's yeah. what I assume he's yeah. saying. D- I mean, this was posted four days ago. I don't know if we mentioned it in the episode, but I think, I mean, Jenna Ortega as a cast, like as an actor, I think yeah. was, the best, was the best casting choice. But I mean, like in terms mm-hmm. of character, because I feel like she was kind of underdeveloped, I mean, this is where I would tip the scales uh, for Sam – Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I feel um, like from, I, I. Well, I just wanted yeah. to say, like, I feel like I like I kind of relate to her. Like, I I I get her. You know, like, you know, we okay. were you we're talking about you know some of the some of the things with her character, just like and just like how she's misunderstood. No. Like, I I I, I mm-hmm. respect that. I you know I, I hope that there's a Sam a, a Sam Assance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that we get to really enjoy her like it's like kind of like um yeah kind of like rachel with uh, uh uh halloween five like you know like now you get to be the sister we're all waiting for you to be yeah in halloween four yeah i
0: think most like people like pretty. rachel in halloween four though I think they do too, but yeah. I don't walk into that
1: movie liking her. I You yeah. know how I feel about her, that first half of the movie. Um, <laughs> it's once she, like, kind of defines herself as, like, yes, I am ready to commit as your sister. I'm ready yeah. to walk you through as as many situations <laughs> as I can to try and protect you, Yeah, you know. But everything about the, like, you know, we're not sisters,
2: <laughs> you know. Just, okay,
1: okay, well. Oh, God. We'll save that. Anyway, for yeah, our, that, that, that yeah. part's coming. But, um. Anyway, um, I can. I'll, I'll never be tired of discussing that movie. But um, I think uh, for me, Tara's up there, but so is Mindy in a big way. I really love got seeing it. what more. Like we know, we we got introduced to her. We got a taste. I want more. So I think See. Mindy and Tara are the strongest you're, ones for me. Going Tara for the drama, yeah. Mindy
0: for the humor. Yeah, going for the, for the mind. Uh, the all right, <laughs> excellent. Uh, Vixenella pops. That's a great name. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) Depp Vincent. He left his post putting Tara in danger and ultimately leading to Dewey's death. Joker JAK Vincent. Even though I think Dewey had the coolest death in the franchise, Vincent shouldn't have left the hospital. Uh, Also, I liked Liv. Uh, She could have used more screen time, though
1: okay
0: i (laughs) just love ghostface says you should uh, review the menu 2022 and fresh 2022 Mm. okay you you never know what what might show up here uh jennifer Mm. armstrong says that deputy had a good reason but i still can't believe he left tara uh, and then Dark02588, Damn, didn't realize, it just posted, and I was the first vote. There you go. Oh. That's always that's always a fun sensation. <laughs> Being the, the first vote. Greenhair77 says, Vincent, Dewey's blood is on his hands. Amber and Richie <laughs> could be nominated for a special cherry picker for worst ghost face. Well, I agree. I, I feel like if you had chosen uh Richie or Amber, I would have just automatically chosen the other one. Oh, okay. I would have hoped that you would pick Richie just so I could like be the representative oh. the representative of like the the anti-Amber. <laughs> this is okay. I this is actually a good opportunity to to bring this up cuz I was um uh one of our listeners um Mikey Asp- Aspinwall? I, I uh yes Aspenwall oh, okay. Mikey uh-huh. Aspinwall. um he sometimes he'll like give feedback on on the episodes uh after after he listens to them and he'll always like give very like uh in-depth responses and just like you know very appreciative of like how we cover everything and it's not just like kind of like I hated this movie or whatever but uh right. he cuz we just the, the Scream 5 one released today as we're recording Megan here and he mm-hmm. was bringing up all this, like, interesting stuff uh, that I didn't really, like, take into consideration about our ghost faces and just how, mm. you know, he liked that, like, the 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 fact that they were sloppy killers worked for them. And he liked how it was this thing of, like, one of them is a millennial with Richie and another is a Gen Z with Amber. And they're both kind of... Um, like, like highlighted by just being extremely entitled uh, to mm. to their opinions. And that made yeah. me consider something that I'm glad I'm getting to like talk about this now. Like I wish I had mentioned it on the the Scream 5 podcast. But what would have been so good with those killers if what they had done? Because every duo that we've seen have like turned on each other except for Amber and Richie. Yeah. <clears throat> And not necessarily that they had to turn on each other, but what would have been great is if they get into the kitchen and they're like really in the thick of it and they're just like, you know, there hasn't been a good Stab movie since the first one. But then Richie says, except I do really like Stab 2. And then Amber is just like, well, no, Stab 5 or like whatever. That's the best sequel. And then they start getting into it. Meanwhile, like Sydney is just like, Okay, now I'm gonna like whisk everyone away while they're distracted. That would have been hilarious. And that would really would have like highlighted the the toxic fandom, because that's what it comes down to. It's just like arguing about the sequels. And then eventually they would have like reconciled when they just like agree that, well, part eight or stab eight is the worst. So we can agree on that. And then like, <laughs> or it's too late. Sydney's got the knife or whatever. They didn't even, right. that even could have just been in there. Even if like Sydney didn't get the upper hand, like just, just a moment for, to show really how toxic the fandom is in, <laughs> right. in, in that. And in that, that would have been funny. I, I, and poignant. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. So, so yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, thank you so much like to to Mikey for for all of his mm-hmm. well thought out responses and and just allowing me to to realize that. So yeah. Uh yeah. D- to getting back to the uh the Green Hair 77 Amber and Richie could have been nominated for for special uh cherry picker for worst <laughs> ghost faces cuz I mean like I don't know what your ranking is but I certainly hate them. Um so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we in <sighs> I,
1: there's so many questions about ranking them, though, because I'm just like, do we have to stick with canon and we can't have like my little head canon that I Let's play with see. when I watch Scream 3, we'll thinking save there it. are two ghost faces?
0: We'll save it for the Scream 6 podcast, because uh, right. then we'll, All right. we'll obviously have more like another killer or more to, to add sure. to, to the ranks. But um, right. Moving on here, Walter Sixsmith says, Liv is almost more of a non-character than this other guy. LOL, I choose her. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Sukiyakari1203, Vincent, first chance he got, he ditched his post. Bluebox87, Vincent for giving useless cop a whole new meaning. Liv was just horny and didn't even get some. (laughs) 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 She might have, you never know. We don't know. Shannon uh, Ludi, as annoying and useless as Liv was, my vote absolutely goes to Vincent. He left his post and is partly to blame for Dewey's death. David Lewis, <laughs> Vincent, he left his post. Back my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, SB, what the hell did Liv even do? Question mark. <laughs> do you... Listen
1: to the pod. <laughs> I said it. I made my case. I'm not yeah. making it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, this this, this was posted uh before they listened to it but fair oh, enough. okay fair enough. They lis- i hope they yeah. listened all right uh desiree perez says live because she didn't do anything she was too stupid her character was just there to die tbh and when she finally got killed nobody really cared lmao yeah. and why didn't she want to share her location with chad <laughs> mm I Who mean knows. that's a big question. The, uh, honestly, like the directors didn't even care because they forgot to like have the the blood splatter on the on the wall. That I will never live that down. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Matthias Egeman. Liv did nothing. Vincent didn't do his job. Vincent were Vincent's work is to keep people safe, and he didn't. Uh, Anderson Frazier can we vote for the bartender that kicked everyone out of the bar instead? She was way too dramatic.
1: <laughs> you can vote her I don't know. for whoever you want. I've worked in, in bars heart, and, you know, you know? shit's going to...
0: I mean, like, normally, like, the the solution isn't to just, like, take it outside, you know, and, like, go kill each other out there. Like, there would actually be some sort of diffusion. So I can see, uh-huh. you know, in that regard. But she's she's even more of a non-character than than these two, so uh-huh yeah um Lopy robinson cop left his post leading to severe consequences as annoying as live may be to some that's not enough for death um lmfao <laughs> john carlos mcmaster vince schneider was more deserving than both vincent and Liv. Oh. A lot of people are just kind of taking liberties and in and nominating their character. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not agree with that, John Carlos, because I think that uh um uh what's his name? Um Vince uh, Vince. All these characters Vin, Vince, Vincent, um, Vince Schneider, or Kyle Gallner, he should have been in the movie more. Yeah. So I think that like, if anything, he should have gotten the reverse cherry picker of just like let him live a little longer, you know? Like when you get when you get <laughs> Kyle Gallner in your movie, you like take advantage of that
1: opportunity. That's true. Yeah. I agree.
0: I agree with yeah. that. Um I. Uh, I'm so sorry. I, I there's a lot of symbols above letters that I, I don't know how to pronounce okay. that. So I I, I I tried my best. <laughs> Love, live, hate <laughs> that cop. His carelessness made me so annoyed by him. Rob, love L- live All love right. live <laughs> love live um mm. <laughs> just imagine her like writing love letters to chat just like
2: <laughs> love, live.
0: love love live <laughs> <laughs> rob wrangle i voted live because i was left wanting more from her character and she was ultimately there to fill out the body count uh, Christie Campbell, sorry, Kirstie Campbell, deputy Vincent clearly needed to go to sheriff Hicks's house. The sheriff has been murdered and he is next in charge. Big dumb, dumb move to not have someone replace him at the hospital while he was on, uh, his way to Hicks's house. But let's be honest, any police officer, even if it was Vincent would have been killed at the hospital by ghost phase two. I voted live as she bugged me a lot. Love the actress. And I wanted more from her character. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the actress, so maybe I, I haven't am seen I her, her in anything, anything else. So. Yeah. Uh, sucked yeah. says Vincent because Liv is way too underrated. She reminded me of Tatum <laughs> in Scream 1996. She's that good of a character. Ugh. I don't know if that's really sarcasm. But <laughs> I personally don't agree. Or is agree. it sincere? Yeah. can yeah.
1: huh. see, that, that warrants another conversation. Like, yeah. okay,
0: why? Yeah. You know, explain. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested why. Yeah. Thomas Baker, Deputy Vincent, was so stupid I wanted him to die more. Uh, Tiger <laughs> Vick says, Vincent is ass at his job. I was hoping for a death scene for him like Perkins and Hoss from Scream 4. Absolutely. If they if Adam Brody is you know getting killed for yeah. you know his stupid shenanigans this guy deserves it too silent saturn mm-hmm. deputy vincent yet another useless cop in the long-running tradition of useless cops and horror films <laughs> live i like at least for the punchline of simply being too boring and so she was <laughs> seriously though guys how was dewey not the cherry on top he wasn't even considered and this was his last chance i don't know he, i just i always feel like dewey's Second fiddle, and that's kind of like his charm. He's always playing for second, you know.
1: Didn't I bring him up though? I thought did like you? I didn't I bring him up as a contender. I thought I did, mm. but if I didn't, I meant to. Maybe I just didn't.
0: I no, I, did. I was listening back. Today, I thought and and was I, last I think, chance. I think I don't. I don't, don't recall last... that. I just remember like Sydney okay. was brought. I mean, I, I could be wrong. To. I could be wrong, but I, I like okay. we both jumped at the, at the chance for for Sydney to to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um mm. ghostface Gremlin too bad mindy isn't an option, so I guess Vincent <sighs> ooh, how does that sit for you <laughs> yeah. all right uh winter wonder ninety nine Vincent definitely one of the dumbest and most annoying characters in the franchise Live is too irrelevant to really hate, and then finally, mega super Spud deputy hot man. <laughs> because he was useless and gives me gay thoughts. <laughs> I
1: mean, you can unpack the rest of that all on your own, kid. Yeah. Good for you. Um for, for <laughs> Deputy <laughs> Hotman admitting Man. the truth first and yeah. foremost. Yeah, def- Deputy Hotman.
0: Hot I mean, Man. I get that too. Sure, yeah. why not?
1: All right. Um, we so
0: that are means now- yeah, I, yeah. I, I forgot we we're talking about Megan here. So. that was those <laughs> were, there were a lot of comments there that 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 did take yeah. a little bit of time. So actually, let me just go to the IMDb here because I don't know this <laughs> character's name, but I've already okay. referenced them and just just to be you know, mm-hmm. is it is it Lydia? Was that the therapist? It just says. Lydia. I, don't, I don't know her name. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to tentatively say therapist. It might be Lydia. Okay. I'll have to do more more research into that. But yeah, for for the reasons I said, just being like, you know, bad at her job and just like not really like almost like, you know, she went in there and just like. I'm not here. Don't like just act as you normally would, but then literally giving instruction the whole time and judgy <laughs> leers and all that shit. And the fact that she just, she didn't die. I mean, th- the, the one thing, like I mentioned, is the fact that she did have the, the presence of mind to point out that, you know, this probably isn't good in the long run. But by that point, mm. I felt like it was too late and her just being there warranted the, the added, like, body to the pile of bodies that we never Mm. got. So so that's why I'm going with her. Okay. Huh.
1: I have a rough decision to make because I had two options. And I thought, okay, if he picks one of these, which I know he must, and of course I was wrong, um, now I have to choose between my two options. Damn it. What did Um, you think I was going to pick? Who deserves... No, I didn't... It was either one of my two options. Um, But, okay. So... I have to think who's worse. um, Who deserves to die the most? <sighs> okay. Uh, it's potentially alienating because it is a child, but I am going to go with Brandon. I couldn't wait mm. for that little shit to die. Not just get hurt. I wanted him dead. And everything that Megan said about him after the fact, about how like, or uh, what, what, I think it was after the fact about how like, uh, Bad boys grow up to be bad men or something like that. And I was just kind of like, I, I'm, I would have a real hard time arguing with her at this point. If I lived within the movie, you know, within the reality of the movie and this were actually going on, I would be like, okay, but that doesn't give you the right to take a life. He should have. First of all, he shouldn't have been there. There should have been other things at work. But because it's a movie and because she did that cool crawl thing where she's <laughs> just like, kind of, go, go, you go, right go, now. go, 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 you know, after him. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking love that. Because that was actually scary. Like, there was a threat there. The fact that she pulled his ear off was a great start. And I'm glad it didn't end there. Yeah. But I'm glad that she also didn't, like, kill him, kill him. Like, she just put him in a situation <laughs> where he was prime to get yeah. hit by a car. Uh, lethally, and yeah. I'm like fatally, and I'm like okay, great, uh, to, one less to worry about now, <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh, the uh, the other person who I had just because of his neglect because uh, was um, poor Katie's uh, father, um, just because it's like who the fuck in a snowstorm is going to just sit there in the middle of the road? <laughs> Are you going to be? You were you were you shocked when you got hit, struck by that fucking oncoming car with your whole family? In it, like in the middle of a snowstorm, you dumb butt, you didn't even know about snow chains before you drove out. Like, like, who are you? So he annoyed me, but I do think Brandon probably deserved to die most because, again, the father uber neglectful, uber neglectful. But Brandon was full on sadistic, and that's that turns the corner from neglectful and makes it even. worse because the intention of being like being hurt by someone who didn't know what the fuck they were doing and it should have been paying better attention that sucks but being hurt by someone whose intention is to hurt you oh that makes me angry that brings out the rage that can, brings out that
0: i can Old tell. testament
1: yeah, yeah eye for an eye shit anyway so there you go yeah. that's my <laughs> okay.
0: i surprised Brand- you thought that i would have picked the the father i didn't even Think of him after that. <laughs> um the whole thing is his fault. The whole movie is his fault. It's one of those things where <laughs> You don't think that, that Megan was gonna get made anyway? Okay.
1: I don't think she would have gotten made with that extra motive in um uh Gemma's heart to kind of like create like a quasi family for a child. I think before that it she was just a toy in theory. But then yeah. when she realized she can be so much more than that, she can sit in for me as a guardian, she can help my niece process her pain. She can do without figuring any of kind of like the the bad consequences, yeah. you know, the negative consequences as, as a result. So right. I no I blame him. Okay, I blame him for or the whole movie. All right.
0: Okay, <laughs> well, those are your options you can pick. I forget her name already. Was it Lydia or something? Lydia the, the therapist you said? or the bully yeah. Brandon? And uh, yeah. you can vote on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at uh, the Cherry Picker Pod. So follow us there. You can also vote in the community section on YouTube. That is the Cherry Picker. Subscribe to us there. If you are listening on uh, regular podcast, you can also see us. And if you are watching us on YouTube, you can also listen to us on streaming. We're on all of them, I think. I'm sure we are. (laughs) So the RSS feed link is in the descriptions down below. Uh, I would also like to thank a slew of new Patreon supporters. So welcome to Armin Dodik, kaznil 21 Ryan Davis, Kristen Da Silva, Cassandra Shipley, M. Colbreth, Marisa, Jamie Allred, Maddie Eaton, Astoria, Jonathan Cardoso, Skylar Brissard, Justin O'Hearn, Zimitri Carter, Matt Kreider, Dominic Tarilli, Leighton Forshner, and Jason Town. Yay! Welcome! 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 Parade! And uh, you can also vote on Patreon if you if you are supporting uh, over there. That is my Patreon account. And uh, if you are supporting on Patreon, you do get access to all of our episodes uh, much earlier than they are released regularly. Uh, also, if you are supporting on the Freddy Krueger tier of my Patreon, you will get to see our Cherry Picker After Dark, which is our bonus monthly episode. This month we're doing... What are we doing? The things that are wild, right? Yeah, the wild things, wild things with, with <laughs> Nev Campbell, everyone's favorite. Um, so, so uh, if if you would like to uh, get that extra content or early access uh, support over there, we would really appreciate it. And I also do want to thank Andre Felix, our editor for making these episodes look so spectacular on YouTube. Thank you so
2: much.
0: And um, what else do we, oh yeah, social, socials, where, where can they find you? Uh, you can find
1: me at Edward is truth. All one word on the Instagram. And if you'll search for it on the YouTube, you'll find my movie reactions. How about you, Zachary?
0: When was the last time you made a movie reaction? I don't know <laughs> it's been a <laughs> like build, bringing up a sore <laughs> subject um <laughs> you can find Got me more. More. on YouTube Zach Cherry Z-A-C-K C-H-E-R-R-Y and Instagram at Retro Bitch Face all one word and Twitter at Zach Cherry 8 anyway what's going on next week it's the
1: thing with the Dern of the durn right Durn of the day, the durn, the dirt of the dirt of the day the, when they're on on tomorrow.
0: The <laughs> dawn the of the day, di- go to the mayor, yes. the, the, the original the one, d- not the remake. This is like the Gersperms.
1: Um, <laughs> oh no, oh my gosh, goosebumps! Oh my god, Durn of the Dirt, and yes, oh, it is the, it's made by George Romero, right? <laughs> George Romero's turn to the Dirt and.
0: <laughs> it's about the base it's the mayor. Consumerism yeah, yeah. in
1: Murker.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, another
0: consumerism that's... uh themed movie. Ooh. But, but yes, the original, so that's that's happening next week and we're going to talk all about it. So thank you for watching, thank you for listening and we will be right